This is a wonderful day to remind you all of some stuff that you know. I'm not going to tell you anything new. I am simply going to remind you of stuff that you already know. I want to talk about resurrection. The normal course of human life starts with birth, when you come into the world. And by the way, there's one exception to that, Adam. Adam wasn't born of a woman. So normal life starts with birth, life in the body, then natural death, and there's two exceptions to that, Enoch and Elijah, and then resurrection. And there have been several people raised from the dead, and Yeshua, of course, is the one we're celebrating today. And as I've said lots of times before, being raised from the dead is not the thing that makes him the Messiah. Being raised in accordance with the scriptures and fulfilling the prophecies is what makes him the Messiah. So, one of the things that Scripture says is he's the first fruits of the resurrection. And the whole point of first fruits is first implies that there is going to be more later. So we come today for first fruits. This is the holiday, and we bring the first fruits of the barley, and we bring that to God, offering it up to him with the understanding that then the rest of the harvest will come in and the rest of the harvest will be abundant. So we delight in giving our first to God because we know that in giving the first to Him, there's more to follow. Yeshua being the first fruits of the resurrection from the dead, we are assured that there will be more to follow. Everybody gets raised from the dead. Good, bad, men, women, boys, girls, whoever dies, everybody gets raised. The question then becomes, what happens after you are raised from the dead? And there we have a bifurcation. Some go on to eternal life with God. Some go into the lake of fire. That decision happens twice. When Yeshua comes back, those who died in him will be raised and will pass by the lake of fire and the judgment. Those who are not raised with him will go into judgment. And then based on the outcome of that judgment, will either go with him or into the lake of fire. So, I'm going to read you a couple of scriptures, and let's start with 1 Corinthians 15, verse 19. If in this life we have hoped in Messiah, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Messiah has been risen from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Messiah shall all be made alive. But each in his own order, Messiah the firstfruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Messiah, then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom of God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. One of the things that we all live with is mortality. When Adam sinned, we all became mortal. And mortality is something that goes with being born of a woman. And behavior doesn't change mortality. So the idea that you can be really good and escape your mortality is not scriptural. And in fact, all of us, if the Lord doesn't come back before we die naturally, we'll die a natural death. That's just the way it is. 
So mortality is only overcome when he comes back. I just read that in Corinthians. We all die a mortal death, and on his coming back is when death is finally defeated. Now, Yeshua uses an agricultural metaphor to talk about death and resurrection. So I'm going to take you to the Gospel of John, starting in John 12, verse 24. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there will my servants be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. Yeshua answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. A couple of things there. One is, of course, he's using an agricultural metaphor. And what he says is, unless a seed dies and is planted in the earth, it will not bear any fruit. The other thing he says is, his death is to draw all men to himself. And we talked about that yesterday in Midrash. The idea that all men were going to be drawn to God through Christ was something that was a mystery hidden from the beginning of the earth. And if the powers and principalities understood what the consequences of his crucifixion were going to be, they would never have crucified him. But let's talk about this seed. I've been trying to plant some little plum seed. Travis had this row of plum bushes at his place, and I grabbed a whole bunch of them and saved the seeds, and I put them in the refrigerator over the winter, and I planted them, and so far they're not doing anything. But I have faith that they will. And I planted like about 30 of them, and I'm hoping for maybe two plums. I need 30 plums. A couple of them will be just fine, and that's what I'm looking for. And one of the things about a plum seed is it looks nothing like a plum bush. It doesn't. So you got this little plum, or an acorn, or any other seed, and you got this little acorn, or, or plum seed, or whatever it is, and you look at it, and inside of that is an oak tree, or a plum tree, or whatever, but the seed doesn't look anything like that. And it's only when you plant it in the earth, and the life that is inside of it springs up that you see the thing that has been inside of it at always, but you can't recognize it looking at it. Now, looking at us, since Yeshua uses an agricultural metaphor, I am suggesting that what we are looking at with each other here is not at all what we're going to look like when we're raised from the dead. The other thing about seeds is if you plant a plum tree and you have a viable seed, you're going to get a plum bush. You're not going to get corn. If you go out and plant plums and you come back later looking for corn, you're going to be disappointed because the seed has in it the ability to reproduce its kind. So the seeds that we're planting, which is the body that is going to be laid in the earth, if we experience natural death before the Lord comes, 
what is going to be raised up? A person. Remember, the seed reproduces after its kind. So if we plant people in the ground, that natural death, the thing that will come up is going to be people, but the people are not going to look like the seed that was planted. But it's good to be reminded of that at this time, because there will be a resurrection, and the seed that you plant will determine what is raised from the dead. Now, the last reading I want to do is from Romans, and it's Romans 5, and I'm going to pick it up at verse 2. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So what did Yeshua do at Passover? He suffered. He suffered death, a very painful death. What Paul is saying is that this suffering that we go through in this world is a necessary component to construct the seed that will be planted into the ground and will determine what kind of a resurrection we have. In other words, the suffering that we go through in this world is not random. It is not without purpose. It is not something that is being inflicted upon us capriciously. What it is, is tempering the seed. It is putting character into the seed that will be planted in the earth eventually and will be raised from the dead in a glorious new body. Everything that we're going through here has a purpose, has a reason. It's not random. So, because of the obedience of Yeshua, as he went to the cross in obedience to his Father, we can be reconciled to God. We were alienated from God because of our sins, because of his obedience, we can be reconciled. We will all die just as he did, unless he comes back first. But it's been 2,000 years, and everybody thinks it's going to be imminent, and I think it's going to be imminent. But most of us will probably die. Only those who came into the earth by the gate, into the sheepfold, are in there legitimately. Yeshua said that. The ones who come over the wall are not legitimate. The ones who come through the gate are. We came through the gate. He came through the gate. And because he came through the same gate that we came through, he is our brother. That's what Hebrews says. He is of the same flesh as we are. He goes through the same things that we do. He dies just as we will die. And he's raised from the dead as the first fruits to show us and to give us the hope that when that happens to us, we will also be raised. And just as he did things like appear in the middle of rooms, just poof, what we're going to be when we're resurrected is not going to look very much like what we are now. It will be different. So, as we stand here today celebrating the resurrection, I would ask you to be joyful. I would ask you to be in hope. I would ask you to be in peace because our great high priest has gone before us and has shown us the way. Hallelujah.